Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. And tune in to Good Morning Aurora. News, weather, and really cool interviews. Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. The time is 6.55 a.m. You are listening to Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. Um, It is Friday the 26th, and we've got a lot of good stuff going on for you guys today, and there's a lot of stuff going on in the city this weekend. Uh, So as you know, today is another episode of Jeanette's Blaining, and that's coming up. We're going to go live at 8 a.m., so get ready for that. And we've got a great episode, or excuse me, an interview in the deck for you guys as well. Um, So, other than that, there's a lot of stuff going on, so let's talk about what's most important, and that is Neighbor Vax Aurora. Monday the 29th from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. at East Aurora High School, 500 Tomcat Lane. There is Neighbor Vax Aurora that's brought to us by our wonderful state legislators, representatives, and a couple of senators in there as well. Senator Linda Holmes, Senator Karina Villa, State Representative Barbara Hernandez of the 83rd District, State Representative Stephanie Kippowit of the 84th District, and State Representative Mr. Keith Wheeler of the 50th District. Shout out to our officials. This is brought to us by East Aurora High School, all of those great people I just named, and also VNA Healthcare. Uh, this will be the Moderna vaccine, so please spread the word and... Uh, If you can attend, please do. Also, there is the uh, community blood drive, Stronger Together. That's at 1 East Benton, downtown Aurora, the old public library. It'll be held in Gallery 1904, which is the lower level of that place. Uh, That'll be from noon to 5 p.m. Keith Wheeler, Representative Hernandez, and Representative Kipowit, in addition to Duquesne Abate Motorcycle Advocacy Group, They are the folks who are uh, responsible for this great initiative, so please thank them if you ever see them and give them a shout out. Uh, Those are very important, so please, 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 every donor can save up to three lives. So if you are able to donate blood, please do. This weekend is going to be Art and Market Aurora. That's happening every second and fourth Saturday, so this is the next one up. It's on deck. Something really cool for you guys. If you walk into the welcome table and you say, good morning, Aurora, you get a free tote bag. Holla. See? Good morning, Aurora. It's hooking you up around town already. Good morning, Aurora. It's proud to be the second largest city's first daily news podcast. GAMS, the Great American Morning Show. Uh, tune in to us live every, every morning on uh, Facebook. We do the live news and updates, and we have guests um, so yes, great stuff. The Masters Revealed Art Show is coming up, and that's going to be um, April 2nd, which is the return of First Fridays, y'all. 
That's going to be held at Gallery 1904 in the lower level of 1 East Benton, and it'll be from 5 to 8.30 p.m. A friend of the show, DJ Venom, is going to be spinning some classic hip-hop for you as well. There's a great amount of talented artists and painters who will be taking part. So if you go there, show some love. Masks are required. It'll be a fun and socially distanced event. In addition to that, at McCarty Mills, from 5 a.m. to 10 p.m., our other friend, Devin the Artist, will be there having a pop-up with original artwork on display. Proceeds for the event will donate, or 10% of the proceeds, rather, will be donated to Viso Arts, which is a uh, local nonprofit. Shout-outs to Viso Arts, shout-out to Devin the Artist, and shout-out to McCarty Mills, where this will be held at. McCarty Mills is located at 140 South River Street, Suite 108. And uh, when the weather starts getting good, holla. You might catch your favorite hosts, Jeanette and your boy. And our producer, BT Pizzle, there having a brew. I'm from, I'm, uh, I like Pollyanna, Liquid Love, great brewing company called Pollyanna. So, yeah, get your sip on. All right. In addition to all of that cool stuff, at the library... From 5 to 7 p.m., Perry Slade, great artist, will be there, and he will be uh, showcasing some of his awesome work. And local musician Dave Ramont will be there playing some live jams. So much good stuff. This is the return of First Fridays in a... um, you know, in the downtown typical Aurora old-school fashion, as we know, with people out and about shopping. Wear a mask, wear a mask, wear a mask, because masks are still required to go into many, or excuse me, not many, all downtown Aurora businesses. Oh yes, and Art Market Aurora will be located at Society 57 on the corner of uh, Benton and River Street. Okie dokie, so... Other than that, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to hold off on the rest of the topics because Jeanette's planning is about to go wild here. You know what I'm saying? So, again, tune in and thank you guys for tuning in. Shout out to all our fans, listeners, and subscribers. Subscribe to the show on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. And um, if you have any questions, you can send us an email to goodmorningaurorail at gmail.com. And that is is the news all right good morning aurora and good morning everybody today we're here with the my superpowers foundation very nice to meet you ladies okay to start off with we're going to learn who you ladies are and where you're from so we will start with you ma'am i am stacy montgomery i live in aurora and i have a company called stacy m design and my mission is to empower kids through social emotional learning resources Thank you for having us. Good morning. My name is Barb Halleck. I am your Chaka Halleck. And if you're having any type of cocoa emergency, you always contact your Chaka Halleck. I live in Aurora and have been here for the last 21 years. Good morning. My name is Polara Henderson Smith, and I am, um, live in Romeoville. I am an attorney with a focus on estate planning. And so I help people put plans together for life transitions from a physical incapacity or mental capacity and death, making sure that time is a time that people are loving on each other instead of chaos. Thanks for having us. Definitely. First people ever thank me for having them. Oh my God. <laughs> I knew this was going to go great. We're excited to be here. All right. 
So we're going to talk about my superpowers foundation. Okay, uh, we're going to talk about how it started, what's going on with it now, its mission, its goal, and its focus, and then what's to come. Okay, um, now Stacy, we will start with you. How did my superpowers start? What's its history? So the foundation, I I am the founder. I started it a few months ago at the end of last year, November of 2020, and it, it I started it out of my for-profit company, Stasium Design. Um, as I mentioned, my mission is to empower kids. And a few years ago, I started to organize kid-led service projects. And the reason I did that is because one way to help kids uh, become more confident, to feel empowered, is for them to serve others. And for them to not only volunteer, but to really get their hands dirty and help organize and plan these events. Kids love it, it helps the community, helps bring the community together, helps people and um, causes that, are, that, that need help. So I, I decided uh, last year that in order for me to really uh, do more, to make these projects larger, to, um, to do even, to add to it by working with, um, with schools more, that I need my help, I needed to start a nonprofit. And so I did. Very cool. Very cool. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Barb, tell us your involvement. So I've been a fan of Stacy's since I first met her. Um, I do not have children, but I realized that the children is the biggest and best investment we have in our, in our life in uh, the continuity of life and the kids need to um, feel empowered and feel inclusive. So when I started um, learning about her products and then her journals, I mean, I sent them to all the nieces and nephews that I had and it was when Stacy said, I think I want to start a nonprofit. Do you think you want to be on the board? I said, absolutely. Uh, what can I do to help? And so I've helped with her service projects yeah, just because I believe that the children are our future. And tell us your involvement, Pilara. So I met Stacy through a networking group, and so we um, had a couple of one-on-ones together, and Stacy mentioned her new foundation in one of our meetings, and it just kind of sparked a little something in me. So during the meeting, I sent her a little chat saying, congratulations, love to hear more about it. Um, we set up a time to talk about it, and I just thought it was super interesting. We're interested in a lot of um, the same things, the passions, and so I was actually just encouraging her and saying, whatever I can do, just let me know. And to my surprise, she said, will you join the board? And I said, um, that's thrown me just quite a bit. <laughs> Give me a little bit to think about it, but yeah. So then I came back to her, and I thought, that's Perfect. Yes, I'd love to be part of the board, and so I've been on the journey ever since. Hmm. So you asked about the pool, and then she pushed you in. Yes. Is that how? Exactly. I... <laughs> exactly. Um, now, yeah, jump in. Um, what I didn't mention, I didn't mention um, all that the foundation does. So uh, I mentioned that we organize kid-led um, service learning projects, but we do two other things as well. We also offer um, social emotional learning resources to underfunded schools and to youth organizations. And we and the third thing we do is that we are creating community events that help bring children of different cultures together. So but all three things 
center on empowering kids and social emotional learning. And for the listeners and the viewers, what is SEL? What is SEL? Well, um, social emotional learning, I, I like to, um, to break it down into uh, very simple terms. It, is, it teaches kids um, to uh, respect themselves and, respect them, and to respect others and to understand that they are part of a community and it's important for, you know, basically, for everybody to understand each other and to work to get along. And, um, and, and ladies, I, I do like to know it, and we'll start with yourself, um, since you've been involved, what's some of the positive change that you've seen since? It's incredible to see how many people will um, jump on board and show their generosity just by a little ask um, and just by being able to see it's like a snowball effect. And so one person sees the little bit effect that it can make and then so many more. Um, I had an incident just recently we were doing a, a food drive and I only had an opportunity to ask two people before my fulfillment was done. I mean, it was kind of amazing how one person was like, I'll take care of everything that you need to have done. And it was like, okay, well, I guess I'm finished. (laughs) (laughs) Never typically happens like that in life, right? (laughs) It's amazing what a small ask would do, but when you can actually see the the impact local, I think that's what the difference is. And so it's not some abstract thing that's happening. It's um, concrete and real. Right. So the... um, the small kids in my family are great nieces and nephews, and, and so they're at an age a little younger than some of our projects, but when we did the Veterans Project for the Valentines, I was able to include some of my great nieces and nephews to color va- of Valentines that would go to the Veterans. And my, my niece's brother is in, the, is in the Marine Corps, so she was really excited to explain that, you know, Uncle Eddie was in the military, but these were going to people who retired, and these were for her kids, and they were very excited to participate in, in the, you know, their Valentines, going to the veterans. And then I was fortunate to drive them all out to the, the veterans' home and to, you know, see the impact. When they, you know, with COVID, we couldn't see the veterans, but they did provide us a bunch of pictures mm-hmm. of them opening our boxes. With that, we had not we had gift boxes for them, so and then just throwing out I need a hundred toothpaste you know samples of toothpaste and toothbrushes. Mm-hmm. I was getting calls. I'll take care of that. Sorry, already done. I need socks. Okay, I'll send the sock. Wait, that someone else already took that. So as Pilara said, just asking people. We need help for this is what my list is. The uh, people. I'll do it. I'll do it. The next mm-hmm. day there was a hundred um, snack bars on my front porch. I said. Who delivered? <laughs> Who ordered Sam's Club? Why do I have a Sam's Club box? And it was there, and I knew who did it. So it was, it was and the food drive the same way. Um, I've taken part in many a veteran initiative <clears throat> to give back to veterans, too, and I've been a person who can, like, facilitate cards from kids to vets. I have to say that uh, seeing little people give something to people who are not expecting anything like that, it's, uh, it's really dazzling. There was a senior services facility I used to volunteer at, and that's what we would do, right? We'd bring cards and pass them out. And these guys are, you know, Vietnam guys and everything, and, and they get a card from like a third grader. That's a big feeling, 
really big impact. Um, how, what does the name My Superpowers mean? Where did that come from? Well, uh, a few years ago, I, um, I wrote a book, a guided journal for kids called What is Your Superpower? And uh, that one book led into five others, uh, which I now call the My Superpower series. Each of the books is about empowering kids, and I use the imagery of superheroes because, well, one, um, kids can identify with that, but two, I want kids to see themselves as the heroes of their own lives. The way that they really, you know, look up to superheroes on television and in the movies and they want to have, you know, they want to be able to fly or run fast or be invisible. I want them to um, find their own power and I want them to embrace that and view themselves as the heroes of their own lives. So that's why I call it the My Superpowers exclamation point <laughs> foundation. Do you have a superpower? <laughs> yes. What is it? We all have superpowers. Well, um, one of my superpowers is, you know, kindness, um, forgiveness, empathy, compassion. Um, you know, I also love to draw, love to write. We all have many, many superpowers. Barb, what's your superpower? Because I'm a I just left after eight years of being with a chocolate company. I was always the chocoholic, barbaholic. So bing, bing, a, bing. Yes, it was. <laughs> so I would like to say, knowing a lot about how cocoa was harvested and all that, but that that being with that company allowed me to give back a lot. And last year's um, world taught us a lot about how to shift and do business in a different way. So I began doing fundraisers with my business all of last year. So is chocolate my superpower? It could be. Giving back is my superpower. It's a two for a superpower. Chocolate and giving back. I... What's your superpower? Oh my goodness. That's a, a hard one. I've never really thought about what my superpower is. I don't know. I guess um, I'm definitely probably a really good listener. That seems to be the thing when people need to talk things through. I'm probably that person that you would come to for that. And definitely details-oriented, so I am able to um, kind of sit back and pull out the details and things. I think sometimes in a space, I am a quiet one, but I am a quiet one because I'm gathering a lot of information that sometimes people don't quite um, seem to get. So maybe that's my superpower. Ah, the quiet, persistent forward-looking person, kind of like a lawyer, you know, just sitting in the back of the courtroom, just taking notes. <laughs> All right. Um, so what are some of the calendar activities going on with My Superpowers? What's coming up next for the organization? Well, we are, right now we're wrapping up our second project of the year, which was a food drive. The, um, the, the project was called My Superpower is Feeding the Hungry. And the next project is on May 15th. It is a um, project where kids are going to make blankets, which we will give to um, uh, a, an organization called Rescued Rascals. They're blankets for dogs that are in shelters. And uh, for the rest of the year, we have a few other things planned. Um, our, our, our big kind of signature fundraiser is on October 16th. It's, it's a friendship dinner. It's going to be at the Alive Center, and it's going to be very exciting. We're going to have an um, a, a auction of 
treats of desserts made by kids. There will be musical performances. And so those are a couple of the big things that we plan for the year. We, um, we're looking into a few other projects, which we will disclose at a later date. But we have a pretty full calendar. The Alive Teen Center? Yes, the Nipville <clears throat> location. Oh, mm -hmm. we interviewed Addie Rubio and Casey Chitwood of the Aurora location. It was one of our right. best. All of you listeners and viewers out there, check it out. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, now, you ladies, or the, the foundation, just did a burrito fundraiser with Chipotle yes. on Saturday. Let's talk about that. How'd that go? Oh, it went well. It went well. Um, so at the Chipotle location in Aurora on Eola and North Aurora, uh, we um, teamed with them to, to raise funds for our foundation. And um, we had, uh, I don't know um, how many people um, came out, but we more than exceeded our expectations. Good. Very good. Yeah. And had a great dinner. And had, yeah, the food's good. And got to visit in person with people. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> a few of us actually sat in the restaurant and ate. And what was that like? It was fun. <laughs> there were some people. Um, good friend Karen, Karen Carlson. Hey, Karen. Um, have not seen her in person um, in over a year, so that was wonderful. Um, uh, another one of our board members, Jenna Hall, was there with her family and her kids. I never met them, so that was nice. So it, it was just fun. Shout out to Jen Hall, Air Force veteran. That's right. Yes. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Let me mention yeah. our fifth board member, Ellen Cleary. And uh, she, she, Ellen is, um, does education consulting. So she knows a lot about social emotional learning. She's also a mom. So she is also a, a um, important to the board, as are all the members. Very cool. Very cool. All right, so another thing I'd like to know, and our, our uh, listeners and viewers may benefit from, is that, um, and I'd like to ask you ladies each, what's the biggest impact that COVID has had in your lives, okay? And we'll start with you. Oh, gosh, the biggest impact is all the family and friends that it has affected. Um, so just like Stacy was saying, the people that you have not been able to see in over a year, so that would be the same for me. Um, a lot of family members that are out of town, and um, especially my mother and grandmother. My grandmother's 96, and so she and my mom have been quarantined together for the past year, and so no one has been able to come in and out. Um, but we do do FaceTime. So that's really hard. It's really hard not being able to um, physically connect with people, and it's really hard just the loss um, of people. So um, the death and the, the, the sicknesses has just kind of come from it, the lingering. There's so many lingering effects, um, and so it's, it's been, been hard. Barb? Um, it has without, you know, the family connection. Um, I am the caboose baby, so I have two older brothers. Uh, I had three. I had a brother pass away last fall, and it was a tough decision to make to go out of town um, to uh, pay my respects and be there for him because he was always there for me. So I had to make that call to get on an airplane and to um, go to Las Vegas, but it was, that's where he lived. So um, that, that was kind of tough to, to see that. And um, 
then my business closed down. I was with a major chocolate company and they shut their doors. Uh, but during last year, I, as I said earlier, I learned how to do business differently. And, you know, we, we, have, we have made it through mostly. And I think we're all part of a different world. Right. And that's just part of, you know, making it 68 years. Being resilient. Yeah. Stacy. Well, I echo what um, Barb and Pilara said, and I will also add, you know, I, in, in my business, I work with, um, with parents, with teachers, and so it, it has been very difficult on, on families and on schools, on, on teachers, on principals, uh, remote learning, and, and all, that has been um, very um, challenging, and it has affected uh, being um, not able to go out to school, it has really impacted the emotional wellness of kids. So I think that is one of the biggest things that um, has happened over the past year. And it's also, it, what I don't believe is talked about enough, it has really affected the emotional wellness of teachers. Um, you know, teachers, uh, they, you know, they love their jobs, they love their students. And they feel that their hands are tied, they can't um, do what they usually do, and at the same time, you know, um, many of them are just getting battered by, by the community, you know, blamed for a lot of things. So uh, the way that the pandemic has impacted students and the educational system in general, you know, is, is kind of, in many ways, devastating. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I did want to talk about the the importance of uh, the pivot, okay? So many of us had, for yourself, uh, Barb, like, we had a job, that job is gone. For a lot of people, they were wrapped up in whatever that job was. Um, reinventing yourself, for those who have had to make that choice, is it difficult? Is it hard? What happens to us as we do that? Um, Barbie could take that. Well, um, a group of women that I was working with uh, have formed a new corporation, and we are launching our new business next month. So yes, I guess, as you said, you know, resilience and invention. You know, is that necessity is the mother of invention. Mm -hmm. So I want to do something different. You know, I'm not ready to you know pull the covers up and put my head down and say I'm done with life, um, even if I am collecting Social Security and being at my age, you know. Um, so learning to do something, learning to do, you know, opening to new possibilities and you know, sitting, joining the my Superpowers Foundation board, you know, what can I do to give back? It's It's got to, um, it feeds you, you know, when you do good things, it feeds you um, to want to do more. Hmm. All right, next question. What does the world need more of? Stacy's. <laughs> I concur. <laughs> um, any of you ladies can start with that. It, you know, kindness and patience. And what, compassion, you know, uh, compassion. Uh, during, during these um, service projects, uh, we are all seeing that there is a lot of kindness out there. 
Um, but, 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 you know, we still need more. We also see, by looking at what's going on in the world, that there's definitely not enough compassion. You know, that's how communities become stronger. If we can empathize and, and, be, and feel compassion for others. Right. I would agree with that. I would also say open-mindedness mm. and flexibility. Yes. Right? You have to be able to go outside of your, your four corners. You have to be able to, um, to bend a little. We all need to be able to do that and in order to show that kindness right, and empathy. Mm -hmm. You have to be willing to bend. You have to be open to it, too. So open-minded and flexibility. We've all heard walk a mile. You know, and you just, you don't know what you don't know. Mm -hmm. And so when you are open and flexible and you hear a different side of something, it's like, wow, I never thought of that. So it is. The empathy and um, being willing to, to, to entertain a different point of view. Yeah. yeah. There's, not, there's not a whole lot. There are some things, but there's not a whole lot which is black and white. It's a lot of gray. A lot of gray. And, you know, people need to... Take the time, step back, and look at that. So we spoke about the importance of SEL, um, SEL skills for the youth. We also are, uh, rather, uh, Stacey, you also did talk on the importance of identifying and honoring the educators. What's something that the general public, the average person, can do to either help or provide assistance to or advocate for teachers and educators? Well, um, listen to them. You know, uh, just listen to them. It's, uh, when it comes to education, um, it, it's a partnership between um, the educators and parents. And so I think both parties need to listen to each, listen to each other. And, um, and also, I think parents need to some parents need to just remember that the teachers only have so much power. And a lot of things they do because they're required to do. And so just, you know, again, compassion on both sides. Put yourselves in teacher's shoes and, and teachers put themselves in the parents' shoes and just work together. And I'll also say that, you know, um, te teachers um, have the resources that they have. And if a parent feel that more needs to be done or something needs to be done, they need to talk to teachers about it, not yell at teachers about it. Talk to teachers and try to figure out solutions. We're on it together. Mm -hmm. Yes, we are. Um, yeah, learning is, learning is teamwork. You cannot just send your kids to school and think that, you know, hook my kids up with knowledge and send them back. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that at all. Um, all right, so now we have a visual aid as well. Is that, we got, we got that? <laughs> Show and tell. Lots of people do food drives, but we wanted to put a different slant on the food drive. Okay. We wanted, um, and it came from a comment at one of our board meetings from Jen Hall and her reading that uh, a child, a kid had written, oh God, thank God, we don't have beans in this bag. That all they were getting were, you know, beans uh, from the food pantries. So from that, we came up with the idea of, of doing meal-like bags. So let's do breakfast, let's do lunch, 
And then from that, we had donut, we got bags, and we had the kids coloring pictures. Like as you can see on there, um, I think one of the bags that I had said food is one of the most important school supplies. Mm -hmm. um, there was, and then it, I had a mac and cheese bag, so they drew noodles on there and a and a wedge of cheese, and so this this was important. So then the kids were looking at it from that way. And that's how we got them involved. Cause, and then grocery shopping. Some of um, Ellen brought her kids with her to go grocery shopping to pick things out for the bag. Yeah, I had my son with me the mm -hmm. last weekend. Gave him a cart and said, go pick out all the breakfast items. <laughs> right. So, so uh, as Barb mentioned, you know, um, we, whenever we do a project, we want to kind of spin it the My Superpowers Foundation way. And we, and we have to have the kids front and center involved. So um, the way we did that, we asked the kids to you know, decorate these bags. We had 100 bags that were decorated. I think we had about 12 or 15 kids um, decorate them. And then we had them write you know, um, some impactful words. Our projects are not only service projects. They are service learning projects. It is about the kids doing something um, to learn about the problem that they are helping. And um, so we, we just had a whole um, a, a list of facts for kids to read and to uh, put on these bags. Some kids took it on their own, like Jen Hall's kids uh, were involved in this, and they went online and did more research, and they learned more and more about the problem of food insecurity you know, not some place across the globe, not in Chicago, right. but, you know, in our backyards, in these areas, in, in Aurora, in Naperville, in Romeoville, you know, uh, many of us live in, you know, big, beautiful, wonderful homes. We go to, um, you know, our kids go to wonderful schools, but there are kids in those schools who don't have enough food. And we all need to understand that. That's where, you know, compassion comes in, empathy, and, and learning about what's going on in your community and reaching out to help. With that is also um, when the kids weren't going to school, they weren't getting the meals either, mm -hmm. and they had to find a way to help the, the, those families that didn't have the meal programs. And um, that was a shocker, especially in, in the neighborhoods that we live in. You know, we're, we're not in, in the mountains, we're not in some um, mm -hmm. depressed area, we're in, we're in the second largest city in uh, Illinois, <laughs> in Aurora area. And yet we got kids that are going hungry. <clears throat> For me, like, one of the things that was, you know, I knew this, but I think that it became more well-known for a lot of other people during the pandemic was that, you know, the, the food drives, or excuse me, the um, food pantries were having drives to restock themselves. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of our fellow citizens, what have you, Aurorans, Illinoisans, thought that, you know, like, it's, it's just there, right? Like, it's, it's always there. there will, how could a food pantry run out of food? But it's a ongoing thing. Like, we need everybody to take part, to give back, so the next guy can have, or the next family, or what have you, can have some. That, for me, that was an eye-opener. And Pilar, if you'll um, say a few words about Bags of Hope, one of the organizations that we're donating, donating um, the food to. Yeah, so Bags of Hope, they are um, 
located in Plainfield, and they send basically food home with kids like over the weekends, and so they fill bags with, with the food. And so when I contacted them to say that you are one of the organizations that we have chosen and that we will be donating, and so we're setting up the coordination, shock and disbelief was kind of what came across um, the phone, that how much that we were bringing, how low they are, how desperate they are for donations, and how they were going into their own personal pockets to try to make sure that bags were going home with the kids. And so talk about being grateful and being in the right place at the right time, mm -hmm. like goosebumps. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's one of these things where you feel like you're doing something small, but it is huge in the ripple effect that it will be. And so um, I've spoken to multiple people since um, sending out that email and making those calls for that organization, and they are beyond grateful. She said, I could not believe how many bags you said you were bringing over. I had to look at it again to make sure. can't tell you how grateful we are. God's good. 40 bags. We're giving bags of hope, 40 bags um, filled. I mean, I, I took some of the stuff out of this bag because it was heavy, but 40 filled bags. And we're, we're giving um, bags to uh, Batavia Apartments, Mercy Housing. They have a food pantry, and uh, they they are also you know having trouble keeping it stocked. And what some food pantries do is they go to food banks um, to get their food. And right. the food banks, you know, um, are often very well stocked. Um, but food pantries have to pay for th that food. Uh, it, it is at, at a you know lower rate. Than, than retail, but they do, they do have to pay, and their funds are limited, so they are limited into, as to what they can purchase. So uh, Veronica Horton, who, um, uh, who, who works for uh, Batavia Apartment, she expressed you know, just how grateful she is for this. How can we, the public, help My Superpowers Foundation? Well, uh, you can like our page on Facebook. <laughs> That's an easy one, y'all. Yeah, I want every, everybody, if you're listening to this episode, you need to go yes, like the page like right now. <laughs> but um, also, uh, when I say like it, follow the page, because that's where we are posting um, our, our upcoming events, and including both fundraisers, and we are having, for the next few months, we are going to do more restaurant uh, fundraisers in different areas. Mm -hmm. So um, please, you know, if something is going on near you, you know, come out and have dinner at the restaurant so that we can um, help support uh, our, our mission. But also, you know, bring out your kids and participate in our future um, service projects. So, yes. And, but not only like our page, but we do have a group where a lot of people talk in our My Superpowers Foundation group and Facebook. Okay. Where you will throw out insightful things to what are you doing about this and people coming back and forth how was your child impacted with our project so um, there's a lot of good conversation going on in there and maybe some of the frustrated moms are like what am I going to do with the e-learning and all that there's a lot of conversation going on to help, resources to help each other that to know that these moms that are out there are not alone any chocolate tips in the group, or is that? Yeah. I keep getting in the group. Uh, well, well, you know, I, I do want to um, pick up on the chocolate. Uh, we, 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 had, um, we, we had a fundraiser. Uh, our first um, fundraiser um, was in December of last year, and um, Barb hosted the fundraiser with, with her company, and um, we raised over, over $1,000 um, just in about, you know, one or a couple weeks. 
So, you know, chocolate has been evolved. <laughs> well, and, and when we talked about one of our first friendship dinners, mm -hmm. we did, um, because the company I was with had baking mixes, uh, we had a bake-a-thon. We had two baking-a-thons at Stacy's house, but we had, um, we had a kids baking and decorating cupcakes and cookies and then we sold them at Wickwood House. That was a they were separate projects. But we um, then the kids were at with us and they were um, oh buy these, buy these and they were naming their cupcakes and they put labels in there. So I mean we did and we had little aprons for all of them. That was one and then the the friendship dinner we had a kid led kid led auction for baked goods. And they, um, the kids were bait. Were I think a carrot cake went for thirty bucks. We had <laughs> one kid and one dad going back and forth about it, but it was it was very it was fun. And the kids were talking. They were given um, here here you have this chocolate cake that was made by, and they went on and on, and then starting bid, and they would go on and on. So having them as part of that um, was amazing, and we were able to bake with stuff. Mm -hmm. Yes, we, um, and, and that's actually going to happen again this year. Well, one thing that, that we, we did do is we stocked up, stocked up on products from um, Barb's former company, and so when it comes time to um, bake for our um, friendship dinner this year, those products will definitely be used. I, I mean, you know, our board is full of genius, and we are, we, we are using um, uh, these resources uh, um, uh, every board member is not only volunteering their, their time um, and, and their genius, uh, you know, they're, they're given products and things like that. So, I mean, I, I love this board. You know, I really do. We have meetings every other week, and um, they're about an hour and 15 minutes or so. So when we're done with the agenda, you know, no one really wants to leave the Zoom. You know, everybody's just we, chilling, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, I mean, we all are busy people. You know, we have we, we have families, we have work, we have you know kids, and we all have stuff to do. But we're just kind of sitting there, like you know, we really don't want this to, to, to end because, I mean, you know, what we're doing, we're so excited about what we're doing, who we're helping, and the response to the from the community is amazing. You know, and I I cannot end, uh, leave without talking about Katie. Mm. Um, Katie is a, um, a, a friend of mine, and um, she heard about the food drive. And um, the way the food drive worked was, one, the, the kids decorated the bags, 100 bags. But then we had to have people fill these 100 bags. And so we, we make all kinds of plans as to how we're going to go to our networking meetings and, and, and announce it and, you know, social media to try to get people to fill these 100 bags. So um, Katie found out about this and she contacted me and she said, um, I would like to fill 85 of your bags. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Um, her, her father had just turned 85 years old and uh, she wanted to give him a big surprise and honor him by filling 85 bags because um, for years, both her mom and dad had volunteered at food pantries. So food insecurity was, was very important you know, to her parents and to her. So she said, I want to take 85 bags. I'm going to you know, call on my, my, my friends and family, and I'm going to fill up these 85 bags. And so I was like, OK. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
And you know what? Um, to be, you know, I was a little bit, uh, a little bit skeptical because eighty-five bags is a lot. Right. <laughs> and you know, um, Katie was like, "I'm going to do it," and she did it. She filled eighty-five bags. And so that is a type of thing which has been happening. You know, as Plara mentioned, you know, would we ask for something, and and we get it. <laughs> the community, you know, is just behind us. This is something I keep pushing on, Stacey. It's okay to ask. You don't have to do everything. All you have to do is say, hey, anybody have any ideas I need mm -hmm. help with? And, and the out, outreach is amazing. I love when the community comes together for stuff like that. Yep. Try to be the change that we all want to see in the world. Absolutely. All right. So uh, it was October when the My Superpowers is connecting with the... The Friendship Dinner. Right. It's October 16th, um, I believe at 6 o'clock. We okay. will be, you know, um, we'll be, you know, uh, putting information out about that in the next couple of months. Um, again, it's a dinner. There will be a, a live auction of, of, of treats made by kids. And there will be musical performances. It will just be, it's going to be a wonderful, um, fun evening. And that's going to be our, our, our kind of our big signature um, fundraiser for the year. We will be looking for sponsors, and we will be selling tickets, so stay tuned. An author, a chocolatier, and an attorney all came together for a foundation. Sounds like a great joke, right? Starting off a joke, like, <laughs> these guys walking to, yeah. Wait, uh, so a, a, a veteran? A veteran. Vet, that's right, Mrs. And Hall. Excuse me, yeah. Yes. yes. Uh, yeah, Jen is a, is a veteran. She's also a certified aromatherapist. And Ellen, you know, is a consultant um, for an educational um, company. Uh, you know, her expertise is in marketing. So, we, again, we all have our strengths. We all have our, have our powers, and um, we are using them for good. Not just powers. Superpowers. Super <laughs> <laughs> um, the show ends on a positive note. What is the message of the day from you ladies to the city of Aurora? Our educators, our students, parents, everyone. And uh, we can start. We'll start with you, Stacey. <laughs> well, um, our, my message would be is that, you know, the, the foundation, we are here to help. We are here to help this community. And, you know, um, you know if, if you are in need, you know, come to us. Um, one of the, the big things that we uh, focus on is social emotional learning. So if you're looking for resources, we have a, a grant program which we will announce soon. You know, contact us, contact any of us. Um, we're here to help. Bark. I think words are powerful, so I'm going to say there's two words that always um, impact me. And one is gratitude. You can look at the small things and be grateful that when I got up this morning, I, I had a warm bed. I turned on the water and I had warm water for a shower. So you can always look at things as what I have instead of what I have not. And uh, the other thing is kindness. Kindness is free, so sprinkle kindness all around, just like you would sprinkle cocoa. <laughs> <laughs> It is, yeah. <laughs> um, 
I think mine is generosity. I think people are way more generous than we give them credit for. And so kind of going back to what Barb said, a little ask can go a long way. A little ask can go a long way. Sprinkle chocolate dust on anything that you want positive and tasting good. <laughs> and emotion, social emotional learning and all of its... Uh, all of its components and all of its parts. Uh, this was a great interview. I'm glad to learn about the My Superpowers Foundation. And I want to say congratulations to you ladies for the success of Saturday's uh, Chipotle yes. fundraiser. Thank success you. with that. And I wish you ladies much success going forward. Uh, for all of you, definitely, definitely. Let's think about a part two. All right. For you, it would be a part Three, yeah, part four. <laughs> um, but for all of you listeners out there, please check out uh, My Superpowers Foundation on Facebook. Yes. Like the page, share the page, and the information that's on it. Stay tuned for all the activities that My Superpowers Foundation has coming up. And for all of you people out there, be blessed, be motivated, have a positive day, and be empathetic as we go about this day. Be blessed. Peace.